I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play Ezra the Golem. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Patrons, welcome to the alleyway across the street from the. <laughs> I've been told I need to stop using uh, the title of the location across the street um, because when I refer to it, um, there's a yeah, there's an issue with copyright infringement, licensing, branding, all of that kind of stuff. So, so I need to stop actually using the terminology in uh, in my performances. I have been recently told. It's not going to do any good to dwell on any of that or, or, you know, all the business that I brought into the Gilded Ram over the years that maybe they should be a little bit, you know, respectful of, of, I mean, more than anything, I feel like I built that place, carried it on my back. You know, they call that the place that Jasper built, you know, they call it that. I didn't have anything to do with the actual foundational uh, construction of the site. You know, it's metaphorical is what I'm getting at. They're saying, you know, all of the successes that you see across the across the way at the <laughs> are all due to uh, to me and the performances that I put all there for for uh, you know a couple of years now at this point. So, would you say that I was uh, I was cast aside um, frivolously? You know. Would you, would you say that? Would you go over there later this afternoon, perhaps, and, and say that to them uh, as boisterously as you can? As you can. Uh, anyway, last time where we left off, um, boy, it got kind of got a little bit hairy there. You know, the the brute force had been had been trapped inside uh, the the vault, and then they made their ways out and and shot some people in the head, fought a bunch of wizards. Um, Cammy did a little weird flip in the air and, and shot like four people at once and turned them into some ham and cheese and um, boy it was just a it was a it was a murder factory in there really um, but anyway uh, they, they managed their way out uh, and uh, off they were you know on to bigger and better things perhaps not losing relics you know things like that um, there were still so many questions to be answered about what went wrong and of course where else to look besides uh, yours truly. Unfortunately, at the time I was uh, quite incapacitated. I had been uh, pummeled, so I wasn't exactly in a great position to give many answers, but that didn't stop the brute force from having questions, nor did it stop them from finding separate answers to those questions, uh, questions that they didn't even realize they had, stretching back, well, all the way back to where it all started. We are fast-forwarding a little bit. I think Ilstrek would be going back to Vrim at this point because he's going to feel obligated to do so. But I suppose you guys are probably not going to Vrim at this point. No, I ain't nothing for us in Vrim. Where are we going? We have to track down fake Moon Kevin. Yeah, but where are we going? You guys have the other boat. Presumably, Yanov had flown that out. We need to speak to Jasper and find out what he knows. Yeah. 
Okay. He's still knocked out and he's in bed. It's been a week. It's been three years. <laughs> he's going to wake up and we're going to all be looming over top of him just in anticipation. Yeah, real fisheye lens kind of an aesthetic. <laughs> we're just all <laughs> dogpiling on top of Jasper. Uh, all right. Well, you guys, you're really creeping on him. And you guys are hanging out there for, uh, you know, a couple hours. Because you really thought that once you guys all stood around and like were creepily hanging over his bedside that he would like suddenly wake up and it would just be fortuitous timing. And it didn't work out that way. I'm blowing into his ear. He was heavily concussed. <laughs> Lola is is like admiring herself in every reflective surface that she comes by. <laughs> yes. Like a real bird. <laughs> <laughs> She's like preening the feathers by her, by her head. Like, oh, hey, that one. Ah, oh, would you say that one is like crimson red and then oh fades into a nice like sunset coral and she's really admiring her her new coloring (laughs) okay one thing we probably need to sort sort out before we jump into it too deeply is what relics everyone is keeping a hold of and, and which ones are going with clash tiger because Agarian and Clash Tiger have stated to you that they are going to go out and try to figure out, like, they're going to go hit up their contacts and try to find more information. And they also are not interested in keeping everything kind of right together because that didn't work too super well for Belladonna Steel Honor. So you guys kind of, I guess, have to figure out what you're keeping and what is going. Oh, they can take my damn best. I'm never touching that <laughs> thing again. So say they've got all of the relics, like, laid out on a table... So we're all sort of appraising them. And Clash Tiger's looking real rough without yeah. the relics. <laughs> yeah. He's jonesing. Jonesing for those relics. Yeah, Clash Tiger is, has like, when he doesn't have any of these things on, like he looks like he's probably in his six, late 60s. Uh, Cl- Clash Tiger, I think maybe um, you should probably be required to take the best. <laughs> my, my, my man, my dude, I feel like you might need it at this point. CT, what she's trying to tell you is you look like shit. I'm going to keep on the fucking boots. I know everyone's really got, gotten really used to sort of the beautiful aesthetic. Um, and I, I, you know, I'd hate it's it's such it goes with everything I'm wearing. It's just like I, I, I just need the boots for personal reasons. So it's <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not going to do anything with them. I just I, I, I need the boots. This is purely a selfish choice. <laughs> I mean, it's a good look is the pro. The problem is that it's an incredibly good look. Objectively, it's super good fashion. And um I, 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 just, I need to keep the boots. So Agarion is going to respond on the chess piece thing. He's like, uh, we, we can certainly take the, the, the Death Embrace with us. Clash Tiger would probably not be in a good place wearing that while he also has Order's Edge. Um, <laughs> Lola's hand shoots up in the, the air. Uh, question. I have a yes. question. Okay. Uh, all right. So because he's looking, you know, a little rough. And when you die holding the shield, you come back, you know, uh, 2.0 model. Should I, though I don't want to because I love it very much, uh, give him the shield and we, you know, off him so he can come back, <laughs> uh, you know, bigger, stronger, faster. Ah, uh, yes. Um, well. <laughs> All sympathy murder. I want to do a sympathy murder. It it, it, it doesn't really uh, quite work that way. Uh, there, there, there has yeah. to be, you know, a heat of battle, all that good stuff. Oh, um, we could give him a good fight. <laughs> yeah, I'll fuck him up with my boots. I right. mean, I mean, um, yeah. I, I don't know how that would work with the, the your prolonged ability to interact with these 
might be altered some way if you have used one to kill an innocent or not. I don't know. It depends on, on, on the relic, I suppose. Can I request that everyone rolls a notice? Oh. Sure. Oh. Sure. Adam, you sound really, you sound different. Usually when you tell me to roll, you have a different voice about yeah. you. Yeah, it's a, it's a, oh shit, yeah, we should probably roll for something voice. That is a minus one do for you. Plus one. Mine's a five. Oh, Cammy notices you, motherfucker. Yeah, Cammy looks at stuff, and that's one of the big things that Cammy does. The big old <laughs> she eyes. At, she's got big old eyes, and she looks. She's got them big anime eyes. It's bigger than her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that Mort seems to be eyeing up the chest piece and sort of edging a little bit closer to Oh, I don't know when I'm going to drop that info, but I like it a lot. Dang, okay. Hey, hey, Mort. Yes. Mort, Ezra puts both his hands behind his back. Evens are odds. (laughs) Odds. It was seven. My guy, I'm taking the sword. The sword was odds. The the axe was evens. Okay, so which sword are you taking? Are you taking Order's Edge, which is the one that basically cancels everything else or are you taking fury's brand which is the one that like makes everyone angry and that one the, the berserker <laughs> sword basically okay yeah, that sounds right hey adam when you started that sentence did you think that pat wasn't gonna take the murder horny sword <sighs> i forgot what the other sword did for a second and then i got to it and i'm like i'm asking you if you want a sword that functions like a regular sword or if yeah. you want a sword that makes everyone murder horny and I don't know why I didn't think that I should have known the answer to that in advance. Does, does the sword have the same properties as the other ones where I could shrink it and make it bigger or is it straight up just a sword? I mean, you can make it you can make it bigger uh, and and smaller. It's it's Can it be like, the, a type can I turn it into like a type can it be like a shimtar? I want it to be a shimtar. Yes, you can make it into a scimitar. That's how you say it. A scimitar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. No. So like This is a teaching moment. There's um <laughs> there's there's some range there like anything from like short sword to bastard sword sides you can do and then any shaping of you of it you that you make one in between. So like a scimitar would be like yeah, absolutely. I feel like Ezra would be a scimitar type of guy. You know, I feel that that makes sense. It works in my in my in my headspace. So if I slice someone with it, it makes them not be dead. It makes them get real crazy. Oh uh, no, it could very well make them dead. Okay, it has the the all the all the properties of a sword in that way. That when you chop someone with it, there is a possibility they will stop living. But it also has the added possibility of. Just making them so murder horny that they just start trying to attack and kill anything. Oh, but us too, huh? Yeah, I mean anything. But then anything that they that 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 they attack then also has the possibility to be murder horny, and it just it spirals. It's like the rage virus. Yes, effectively, yeah. I'm gonna change and take the other sword. I feel like okay. that's too much power for me to have. <laughs> I'll misuse it. <laughs> That's a that's a break from sort of character. This is this is a big character development. I'll poke someone as like a joke, and then like a whole town is raised to the ground. <laughs> yeah, you yeah you were real confident about bashing Cami on the head with your yeah. ultimate ending hammer to test its sin capabilities. <laughs> so <laughs> a little restraint is the bloodboard part of me wants to do a murder horny, but the paragon side of me realizes I should just have a sword for chopping. <laughs> Just one for chopping. This is my chopping sword. And I'll make this one a cool, great sword that I have to hold with two hands because it's less horny than a scimitar. Yeah. Which is the horniest of swords. Uh, wouldn't you just want to take the axe then? 
But he guessed he guessed odds. <laughs> Lola, who is taller now and then can reach as her shoulder, still not as tall as him, uh, puts a hand on his shoulder and says, Ezra, <laughs> you're your old man now. Just make a choice. I choose the axe. There we go. Because <laughs> Lola wanted, because uh, I wanted to choose the axe. I do it myself. I do it myself. Mm, yeah, right. Okay, all right. Well, we, I mean, we sorted that part out at least. Um, you're, uh, Lola, I assume you're keeping that shield. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> As you're still looking in the mirror. <laughs> I, I'm, in fact, looking at myself in the reflection in the shield. <laughs> in the reflection of the shield. <laughs> Somehow you look even better in the shield's reflection. And, and she, she's Ooh. doing, like, duck phase and shit. Which is funny because she's also a bird. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's oh, it's, a, it's too okay." It's too, yeah, it's the bird it's part of it. Okay, <laughs> I get it now. I'm excited. I like I like being in on the joke. Um. All right. Well, then. Um. Let's see. Uh, pres- Malta, keeping the bow, are you or? Um. See, the thing is, when I briefly. War Death's Embrace. I was alive again. Oh, Mort, that's the bad one! Full Mort? Mort? Hey, bud? Hey, hey, bud? I had a... Let's kiki for a second. Yeah, I thought that that might... Hey, Mort? Skin ain't that cool. I've had it... I've had it for a while now. Skin ain't that chill. It's... And that... Oh... but you, you know what? I've had both skin and not skin, and I can tell you which one I prefer. <gasps> I, I, I'm a little worried about how that relic will interfere with the, you know, the magic that's keeping you, say, alive. Can we get you a it, nice it, jacket? It was, it was fine when I put it on before. There was no oh, effects. You didn't Mort get too attached. And oh. it molds around him. Yeah. Mort! All right. Oh, Mort. Instantly, his flesh starts to come back yeah ah! you know that bit in um guardians of the galaxy 2 where kurt russell's flesh wolf starts coming back onto his skeleton it's kind of like please that. tell me that mort is fucking cut Ooh. uh well it's tough it's probably tough to tell right because like he was wearing a cloak and he just tossed this on over the cloak right he's he's actually he's not very very cut really it's kind of a little skinny. He's he's got decent arms because you know his bow work and stuff. Great facial bone structure. <laughs> Fairly long, like dark hair, like sprouts. Oh, oh! Is he human? He is human. Okay. His nose is a little bent out of shape. How's his hairline? Is it pretty far back? So he's got that forehead like Pangea, or is he? <laughs> his hair is thick and lustrous. <laughs> the the reconstructed. Hold on. The reconstructed body that you got by magic has a full Pantene commercial head of hair that is perfect and quaffed and beautiful, but your nose is still fucked up. Uh, broken noses are hot. It, it they can be. brings me back how I was when I died, and he had a fucked up nose when he died. And it's not like Owen Wilson fucked up. You died right after a Brazilian blowout, so your hair is perfect, but your nose is fucked to bits. It's perpetually on point. Uh, Rufus is is like barking angrily at Mort. Oh, oh no! It, it's okay, boy. It's it's still me. Look, and I hold my hand down so you can sniff it. You didn't smell like skin before. <laughs> so yeah, Rufus just like backs up and runs uh, uh runs Ooh, off are to you, you. Are you a, a white human? So you smell like 
wet baloney, probably. <laughs> <laughs> White people smell like baloney. Is someone making a Capicola sandwich? <laughs> fucking, hey, some fucking gabagool. <laughs> oh, these deli jokes are really giving it to me right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Rufus will, will get used to it. I mean, I have to get used to it a bit as well. I mean, you don't have to. You could have the bow instead. Yeah. And I sort of look around and I see all these, like, tattoos on everyone. Yeah, you see all the tattoos on, on everyone that has, has lost people. And as you kind of, like, pull your hand back from reaching down to, like, pet Rufus, you see, like, the back of your hand is entirely covered up with a tattoo of your brother's face. Oh, uh... So when more sees his brother's face on his hand, he just suddenly looks completely, utterly devastated. Aww. He just sits on the ground, just staring at his hand. Uh, more, maybe? You, you want the bow? You made a shitty choice, didn't you, my guy? <laughs> I, my, uh, and then his voice sort of changes to what his real voice actually is. He's like, my, <coughs> my brother. <laughs> I, I, it's all my fault that he's gone. I I condemned into a to a life of of endless torment and this hellscape of endless death. No, 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 no. Think positively. We're I, here to to fix that. It it's all my fault. I I was the one that killed him. Are you doing a bit, Mort, with that voice? Is that a is that a bit? Are we doing a bit? <laughs> <laughs> can we can we delve more? Are are you are you all right? It, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Very much not all right here. Cammy comes over and she oh she's tall. So Cammy comes over and she'll put like a real furry arm around him and just say, "Um, look, look. Apparently we've all done we've all done like an an inc- like an incidental murder here. Like I'm sure you didn't. It, it was I know the circumstances warrant. I I know that you wouldn't just kind of go ass wild with it." it- it was an accident of sorts. I, I did bash his brains in with a rock. But, Wait, what? But that was sort of <laughs> an accident. I... Kami removes the arm very slowly <laughs> and checks for rocks with her crazy high notice. I was confused at the time. See, it wasn't... You know, it's. I'm sure she's backing away. I'm sure that that it, it was you know out of your control, and I'm you know I I think it's probably you know I think no one is is strong enough to. She ducks behind Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> it it wasn't my fault. Yeah, no, uh-huh. it was my fault. No, it was my fault. That's the whole point of this. It was my fault. <laughs> you know what, bud? Don't beat yourself up. Don't get mad. Um, don't, you know, let's not, real. let's stay real calm. Actually, I think I have a number here for anger management. It's a guy that, like, my uncle went to for a bit. Let, oh, God, where's that number? Let me just, let me figure that out. Let me get you hooked up in my room. Hey, hey, Mort. Yes, Ezra. You know what I do when I'm feeling sad? Do you sing a happy song? I sing a happy song and I dance around. <laughs> I sing a happy song and turn my frown upside down. And when you're smiling, everyone is glad. When you're smiling, you can't be sad. It's your most important muscle, your smile. Hey, it's your most important muscle, your smile. <laughs> it takes more muscles to frown. So be happy all around town. And you have muscles now. Mo is not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> 
tear rolls down his face. Uh, I, hold on, I got a song for depression. especially hard to write because there's nothing that rhymes with depression. Oh, when you have depression, go to a session of therapy with your shrink. Well, short Sound advice. Sound. Thank you, Ezra. It's more of an advice song than a make you happy song. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I want this chess piece anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't we don't, bear we don't blame you. The, the thoughts of my brother staring at me the whole time, judging me for, for what I did. Uh, more, I I think I probably agree with that. I don't think a lot of good comes with that chest plate. I, I think you might be right, but I do miss my hair. <laughs> we can get you a wig, buddy. Yeah, you know what they're doing with lace fronts these days? It'll look... Great. I would like to know a bit more about how you accidentally smashed your brother's head in with a rock. You know what? Not right now. I think I think we're good. Not right now, Ezra. Maybe. Uh, Maybe I, right I now. Can, I can tell you. Oh. I don't know if I told you the story of how I died, but it was my my first day in the the Austin army. I'd been training for months as an archer, and my very first day, I got shot with an arrow. <laughs> And I fell into a ravine. My uh, my brother Peter was devastated at my my loss and spent the next twenty five years training to become a necromancer. Uh, he he became a, a very powerful necromancer. Found my body and raised me uh, from the dead. Um, unfortunately, when once I came came to, I was very confused. I thought he was an enemy of the Austin army, and well. Then, you know, I, I did that thing. It was only after that I did that thing that I realized what I'd done. Sweet, fancy Moses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's the worst shit I've ever heard. Oh my god. Mort, she, wants, she runs back and tries to give Mort a hug, but she specifically doesn't touch the plate. Mort. It's, it's like a hover hug. Yeah, it's a, it's a hover hug. She's got a lot of fur. You can't tell. <laughs> And it, it was after that that I decided to just wander and see see the lands. My guy, you gotta let that shit go. Take it from one soulless construct to another. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you awaken into the world from nothingness and have a responsibility foisted upon you, sometimes you smash your brother's head with a rock. Other times you let a child drown in the stream. These are things that happen. But you... <laughs> Can't be a lull on exchange a look. You have a soul. <laughs> and um, you can learn from uh, your mistakes. And you don't smash heads anymore. Unless it's for vengeance. Not by mistake. Well, Any help? Can I please have some help? I'm running out of things to tell more. <laughs> um, he- hey, uh, hey, bud. Hey, um, that's a lot. Uh, I didn't, I'm not, I didn't go to sort of like, uh, therapist school for eight years. So I, I don't know the <laughs> best thing to say. I've been, I've been adventuring. I've been getting tales. It's fine. I'll, you know, I'll give you the cliffs notes later. Um, but I like, we're, I'm here for you. Like, I, you know, <laughs> Lola pats Cammy on the shoulder and kind of moves her over to the <laughs> side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. More, um, uh, listen, we've, we've been buds for a long time now, and, uh, I think that we're all pretty good judges of your character, so, uh, I, I think 
that we all know that what happened was a mistake. And I think the best way that we can kind of all uh, fix the world, and especially you can fix the world for your brother, is uh, keep moving forward. Because if truly everyone is stuck in this never-ending void, um, we have a chance to fix that. And and you have a chance to atone for what you've done. Plus, you said he did this for 25 years. Like, he knew the risks involved with bringing something back from the dead. That's a little on him for not executing, you know, lab safety. That's, you know, 90% on you for sure. 10% on him. Did he leave a journal or something? I mean, I, I'm just confused as to how you knew it was exactly 25 years. Was there a journal that he left behind? Or? Should we find a necromancer? Well, he was not training to be a necromancer when I died, and I found out later that it was 25 years previously. Right, but I mean, he could have just taken it up in London in maybe five. I mean, you really don't know. Listen, you can walk over and pick up a damn newspaper and learn what the dang date is. Well, obviously, yes, of course. You could figure out the date. You could figure out there was a 25 year gap. I just don't know that that necessarily means he trained for the entire 25 years. I've I've dabbled. I've dabbled, obviously. Who hasn't? Uh, It doesn't necessarily take 25 years to learn how to be a necromancer. I I was dead for 25 years. (laughs) He he looted the body. There was a pamphlet for a necromancy school, and it was a 25 year program. There was a receipt from 25 (laughs) years ago with his entrance fee into this program. I just wanted to establish a canonical journal, damn it. I wanted you guys to have established a canonical journal. I, it's my intro with this. It was a it was a thirty it was a thirty year program, but he dropped out. Mm. And that's why he really <laughs> fucked up. He missed the lab safety. The last five years was all about lab safety. That's when they teach you to wear a helmet when you're doing magic. Yep. I mean, that is a canonical journal, right? The good guy squad did find his journal, but I don't think they wrote it. Oh that's right. Oh that's right, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Mort stands up and he says, I thank you all for, for your kind words. And then he he pulls his brother's tattoo off of him and like throws it on the ground so the shade of his brother comes up. And he puts a hand on his shoulder and he says, I'm I'm sorry, brother. I, I hope you can forgive me. And then he takes off the chest plate. Yeah, uh, the shade of your brother attempts to stab you in the throat as, <laughs> as you do that. But then you take off the chest plate and he <laughs> falls dead. <laughs> Oh boy. So that's probably a, a little bit more traumatic than you'd expected it to be. So Mort's hair disappears, his skin disappears, he becomes his old usual self. I know that you have like a, some 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 real good do there, but uh, I I gotta say I prefer you like this. Well, thank you. There's my bone buddy, my main bone man, boner. <laughs> and then I assume Rufus runs back over to him. Happily. Yeah, no, Rufus jumped off the boat. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh. And then Mort picks up the bow and says, I, I, I think I'll stick with this one. Uh, okay. Um, is, it po- is it possible then for us to, I suppose, uh, I don't know, leave the chest plate uh, here? Uh, maybe not take it with? Um, do we want to leave it unguarded? I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming that this is all happening on the boat. Like, on... Mm-hmm. The uh, boat formerly known as Poop's Pride. It's more that we know that we have a, a Moon Kevin imposter running around trying to get relics away from us. I don't know if I'm super comfortable with leaving it, you know, just in a storeroom. Is there like a, a like a chest with like a really good lock? Ezra has a puzzle box under his bed. Oh, good, a puzzle box. That'll work. That only he knows the combination to because it's filled with old socks. Uh, I, su- <laughs> I suppose we could do a... Um... 
I mean, there's all types of things we can do with pocket dimensions these days. Um, Did Pat just say that he hit a bunch of crack, like cracked, like middle school kids' socks in a puzzle box under his bed, and no one else is gonna address that joke? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so okay, um, no, fine. I'm the only one upset. No, it's okay. No, uh, sometimes sometimes trauma makes us do interesting things with blocking things out. Mm. So okay, um, Clash Tiger would not be. Great with that. Um, I suppose I could take it, but I don't really want to. Can you put it in the gloves? Well, sure. We could hide them in the gloves, but then that means Clash Tiger's going to have to keep one hand closed for a significant period of time here. Just fucking tie his hand closed with some yarn. Sure. I mean, who wouldn't want who who wouldn't want the, the the guy wearing all of the relics to be you know left with one hand? Quick question. Yes, Ezra. What if Grave Rob? Step one. Right. Step, okay. Step two, corpse hand. Put the glove on the corpse hand. Cut corpse hand off. Put put vest inside corpse hand. Right. I thought this was going a different direction. I thought you were considering. I thought you were considering uh, grave robbing, finding someone who you may have killed uh, in the process uh, that that maybe would be happy to not be dead anymore. Throw the chess piece on them. Uh, Let's go and find then- Peter. Side no. quest. Peter. Side quest. Oh, oh, thank God. I, I didn't think that that's the person you were going to say. And I was going to say, no, bad idea. He is happy where he is. Uh, I don't think anyone that's dead is happy where they are. <laughs> to be honest, that's the whole right, point. <laughs> right. Okay, so I suppose there's other options here. Um, I mean, I could I could make a, a a bag of holding or something of that nature that, that we could carry it around in uh, so that no one's actually wielding it. Um so perhaps that might be the, the simplest of all options. Not yeah, not that corpse idea. not that corpse hands are necessarily bad, but um we're just maybe looking in a non corpsey direction. Could we use the gauntlets to make some kind of impenetrable safe to keep the chest plate in? It's possible, but last time we had uh relics inside of relics it uh it went a little bit hinky. I don't know if you have the full story of that, but Oh, Gary? Does it come with a carrying case? Usually when you get like a nice, like something nice nowadays, they sort of come in like a little like bag. Was there a carrying case with it? Uh, the chess piece that you... Yeah, yeah. That, that your, yeah, that Death's your Embrace. Group, the, the one yeah. that your group got from Bestest... I don't know, you tell me. Was there a, was there a carrying well, case you, with it at the time? You know, you went to like the Belladonna Steel Honor, like uh, Transport and right, right, Aviation right, right, Museum. Right. You, so. And then you also, you also oh, did produce this. I can't wait till this. you guys aren't in the same room anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we're out on corpse hand so okay so so i i suppose w- uh, would you like to carry the bag with the 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 with depth with with death embrace in it or should we keep it it's up to you i i really don't let's have just fucking keep it one way. let's just fucking all right Half, All right. half of one, six of the other. You know what that's sure. saying? Half of one, six of the other. Uh, it takes him literally like three and a half minutes to create a bag of holding. It's way smaller than this chess piece, but still the chess piece somehow manages to slip inside. He pulls the little uh, the little zip tie on it or the little... Uh, Is it like little pouch size that I could just like keep on my yeah, belt it's, or something? It's like a dice okay. bag size. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So Mort puts it on his belt. All right. You hear your brother's voice whispering from it. <laughs> oh <Forever>. god <laughs> now we have made it canonical no, that if we're not wielding it it like will he have some bad will shit if he's not if he's not on if he's not wielding it if he's not if he's not actively wielding it then he should be fine yeah. i'm not okay. in contact with it yeah 
I know, but Adam's Adam's pulled some shit on us before. <laughs> Fast forward to every battle, every bad guy seemingly for no reason is attacking you right on this pouch. And it cuts open every time. I, well, I just don't want like tattoos, to, tattoo shadows to come bursting forth from his belt and murder us or something. No, you're fine. For now. It's not technically, it's not technically there, but the link to it is there, right? So, I mean, it's inside another dimension technically right now. Um, so where are you going, and I guess where should we go? Well, um, we are going to have to uh, find some more information on uh, the church's uh, doings right now. Uh, it seems obvious to me that there's some machinations behind the scenes between uh, the Mage's Council and the, the Church of the Hyena. I, I, I assume they are working in tandem at this point, and it's likely that they are the ones pulling the strings behind all of this. So if we oh, can shit. find some, yes. Why don't we go find Christmas? Uh, well, uh, so we have we we we've we've thought about this. Um, Clash Tiger has has tried to use the uh, the the helmet to find Christmas Chubbottom. Uh, it seems that he is uh, somewhat unfindable right now. We can't see through his eyes or where he is. We know a great genie that can Could help with that. Christmas. Possibly be Moon Kevin. Uh, that Could that is... be why you couldn't see through his eyes? Because they're not his eyes. So that was, that was our assumption as well, is that it, it's likely that uh, the mask is interfering in some way. So if he has the mask, then we would have a difficult time finding him specifically. To, to piggyback and to amplify Lola's incredible idea, could you put on that helmet and look through the eyes to find uh, a jazz? Ooh. Uh, that was yes. Lola's idea. It's just no one else was listening to her classic overspeak of a woman in a meeting. Uh, again, I want to make clear Lola's Lola idea. Ezra a high five. Lola's idea. I'm just using my man voice so that people will hear it. Uh, well, uh, so here is uh, here here's the here's the issue that that we would have. Uh, you could certainly you could certainly look through uh, and see a jazz. Uh, and where he is located. Uh, we would not be able to do that because uh, I, or n- neither I nor Clash Tag have ever met a jazz. Oh, yeah. Fine, I'll put down the axe and put on the helmet. Don't we uh, still owe a jazz a death? Oh, damn, I'm sorry. yeah. Who, okay, fill me in uh, short. I, I, I guess I probably should have asked this in the first place. I've, I've never met anyone named a jazz, so I just kind of assumed that this was uh, not a big deal, but you owe someone a death. A genie. A genie. I mean, te- technically, it's it's Ezra that owes a jazz a death. Wait, I do. So you, I've killed a lot of people. When did you encounter a jinn? Uh, in the middle of the ocean. Oh, you know what? I'm supposed to kill a Garion. We forgot about that. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That's... <laughs> the dagger will know. Who's Un- supposed to kill? Fortunate. Oh, no, no. Okay, no, that's it. We thought you were dead, and we wanted to bring you back, and that's when we found out you were alive. I have my murders yeah. mixed up. You're good. I don't have to kill you. Lola gives a Gary an appointed look like, yep, we needed to find out where, you know, about you, so we made a deal with a genie. You made I a deal. I feel like maybe this could have been avoided with some more forthright talking and, you know, honesty, but whatever. Doesn't even matter. Hmm? Hey, Gary, it's almost like communication's a powerful tool that could be used to, you know, better the synergy of a team, maybe. So, so then what did you, what did you pay for my presumed life with, with a genie? He gave me this dagger. 
<laughs> and I'm supposed to murder with it. Do you take out the dagger? Yes. Okay. As soon as you take out the dagger, uh, like bold and bright in your head, you see a name. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. You guys have not handled this thing in a while, but it, it has decided on a name. And the name that you see in your head is Dickory Bomberger. I sheath the dagger, and I say, hey, guys. Yeah? Dickory's still alive. What? Wait, is that who you have to kill? And we're going to make sure he's dead this time. Paul <laughs> oh, is going around the circle giving everyone a high five with both hands. Mort doesn't high five. Mort <laughs> doesn't believe that Dickory's an evil dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a kid. He's, he's, you're going to die on the stand. Shumpike is not a Death Eater. <laughs> <laughs> so we should use the helmet to find Dickory, kill Dickory, then use the helmet to find a jazz. Side quest. Side quest. I think it's probably more pressing to find fake Moon Kevin. We right? can't find fake Moon Kevin until we kill Dickory so that we can tell him Guys. jazz. Yes. Jesus! Yeah, that, that person doesn't exist! Uh, uh, Dickory is Moon Kevin! Right? Same person! Could what? be. Could be. What? It's all the same damn person! Is Dickory also Crispus? Is that what you're saying? Dickory's Crispus is Moon Kevin. God. And remember, people, the mask lets you just look like people. Doesn't necessarily mean that the other person is gone from the world. Why is Dickory Moon Kevin? Because the, he's, he's, he's been a mall. He's like Jakun Hagar. <laughs> We have a real Jack and Agar situation going on, guys. There's been a secret mask man in the group ever since episode one. He was disguised as no. a child, and then he came back as a stoned-out hippie that fucked Mirka. Is, are, you, are you telling me? Are you telling me my best friend Moon Kevin isn't my best friend Moon Kevin? Oh no! It very well could have been Moon Kevin, but now this person is pretending to be Moon Kevin, and who the fuck knows where the real Moon Kevin is? I don't know. The question is, how does this person know who Moon Kevin even was and that they would know who we were and that we would accept them into our ranks? Or they just uh, they found out that we've got a bunch of relics are like, who would these people trust became that person? But how would they know that we trusted him? By asking one of hundreds of people that live in Murkheim? Was Dickory always a Moon Kevin? Ah, Lola smacks her head against the side of the boat. Okay, 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 okay. So, so, but that, but if the name pops up, and if if this sort of Dickory's real, sure, Dickory is is the name. Because so the either knife. there's a because of the knife. That's the thing. And so either this sin child found the mask in the hellscape that you guys brought him in that you know you thought he died in and then set out this horrible horrible quest or you always had a sin child among your ranks that was wearing the mask who went by his legal christian name for some reason uh it's very likely they're the the big bad that we're trying to to hunt down is named dickory and that person has just been a lot of people that we run into over this whole damn time i don't that Sounds made up to me. Don't you tell me that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> well, I, I suppose there's a there's a simple solution to this. If you're searching for Dickory, then use the helmet. All right. I set down the fucking X and put on the helmet and say, and I say, show me Dick. Show me Dickory. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
you, you just see a woman's Tinder DMs. That's that is exactly what it's like to be a woman on Tinder. So Ezra demands to see Dickory. Yeah, and you see nothing but haze. Like you cannot see uh, anything. <gasps> okay, now we know Dickory has the mask. Ask to see Moon Kevin. May I see Jamtooth? Uh, yeah, you see nothing except for just like wind blowing through trees. Thank Christ. I was just making sure that we weren't fooled by <laughs> the best person to ever exist in the history <laughs> of Yorath. Show me Moon Kevin. You see uh, locked in a cold and dark dungeon somewhere yeah. uh, the battered form of Moon Kevin. Good news, everybody. Moon Kevin is real. And in horrible pain. Show me fake Moon Kevin. No, no. Wait. We know where to go. <laughs> Uh, I'm sending a message to Moon Kevin. Okay. What are you going to say? What up, dog? <laughs> wait, wait. Show me Christmas chub bottoms. You don't see anything. Just haze? Yep. So is Dickory Christmas or is Christmas Dickory? Could be both. I think D- Christmas is a clearly fake name. <laughs> <laughs> because of the two, Dickory is the, obviously the real one. <laughs> the real name. <laughs> Christmas has to be a fake name. I just love that. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. It's just funny that you would think one is obviously truthful. <laughs> well, I mean, a Jazz would presumably know the true name. Dickory's got to be the real name because the knife is saying the do Dickory. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I message Moon Kevin. Moon Kevin, it's Lola. Where are you? They, they didn't tell him. They just... Give me details. We're coming to you. He's going to say in a stone room. He doesn't know. <laughs> he, is. he might know. You don't know I'm doing this. <laughs> okay, you hear in your brain, shit, man, oh, oh, fuck. Limited words. <laughs> okay, like, I don't know. It's a dungeon, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm an oster. I think if you went, and then it cuts off. <laughs> God damn it. All right, well, Moon, Moon Kevin is in a dungeon here in, or in, in Oster. Mask, show me Tulu. <laughs> Mask, show me Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez feet. <laughs> uh, you've unfortunately, no. unfortunately for Ezra, you've never seen, you've never met Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So that is not going to happen. <laughs> if you actually did want to see Tulu, you see a, <laughs> you see a skeleton smushed on a road uh, that is a, it's a chipmunk. It's a chipmunk-sized <laughs> skeleton with a with a broken with a broken spine uh, in the middle of a wagon track, like a wagon tread. Adam, that's horrible. Mask, show me Rolo de Polo. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be the rest of the damn episode. Okay, this is a clip show. I'm here for though. Uh, yeah, so Rolo de Polo, you see him in a uh, in a big tent, uh, widely gesticulating at some freakish monstrosities that he has brought into this town, and it is literally people with like fur and feathers glued onto them. It's like a goblin that has like a pa- uh, like a paper mache second head. Oh my god, is it King Kaboom? <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> Ezra takes the helmet off finally, and it's like, guys, we should just call Rolo de Polo. okay i'm burning a second fate dice okay one of my fake points moon kevin keep it simple only 20 words little help (laughs) okay he responds back to you he's like yo uh i don't know i kind of like drifted in and out on my way here i saw a big pillar it was black and I, and then it cuts out. God damn it. Uh, <clears throat> hey, Mort, question. Yes. Do you know where there is a uh, big black 
Pillar and Oster. I mean, there's several I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, oh, you sucker. Stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to give you the name, but yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you know, now that you say that, there is probably a lot. <laughs> so you've, you've got a handful that you can think of off the top of your head. The biggest and blackest pillar uh, would be the Pillar of Coal, which is not actually made of coal. It's the guy's name, C-O-L-E. <laughs> 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 so there's only a, a couple I could think of that would be near a, a building that might contain a dungeon. Um, one of them would be the Pillar of Coal, which is the, the biggest one. It's fairly close to the center of the city. Uh, Agarion? Yes. Uh, is there any way that we can... I, I don't have the magic to. Is there any way to find out exactly where someone is? Um, it's It's possible. Do you have anything that belongs uh, to, or, or has belonged to Moon Kevin. We could possibly do some <laughs> yes. trying. She makes gimme hands at Ezra. And I hand over, like, the cool pen knife he gave me and the carved Ezra that he gave me. And the paste. And the paste. Right, I gave him that stuff. I give him the paste. Um, so, so just this pa- this paste. Um, it has his essence. Give it a sniff. Sandalwood. Sh- bay rum. Mm. Right. Um, <laughs> that's that's good. Is that, is, do you have anything else that maybe... At one point, belong to. I mean, one thing is great. Uh, oh, hold on. Ezra leaves and comes back later. I thought these might fit. No. And it's a uh, Moon Kevin sock. <laughs> <laughs> I took a giant drink when you said that. The thing is, is that now we have to include why we're talking about socks. Well, as well as the sock, Cappy, you also had that brush that you stole from Mirka, right? <laughs> No, it, that won't. That won't. That won't. That won't smell like Moon Kevin. It, that, it's that's mine. It's fine. Well, it doesn't have to smell like him. <laughs> it just has to belong to him somewhat. I I don't know that I. I mean, I, I don't know that I want to get too awful close to that sock. I just, I just have to be patently honest. No, fine. Let's take one of the one of the fun you know items that you know we got rid of my fun hole. So that's why. Let's go ahead and get rid of my fun comb too. You, I didn't. Yeah, that's back. fine. I, no, it was like a whole I, side I, quest for me to get it. It's fine. I'm simply I'm, I'm I'm scrying. It's not, not it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, fine. And she like hands it over, and she's very visibly pouting about it. So he, you know, gets out some chalk, draws a a, a good old fashioned pentagram around it. Not the demonic kind, the happy kind. Bull is watching this like very carefully. <laughs> uh, and he's like. He's got it kind of arranged and like things don't seem like they're really working like he wants them to. So he scoops a little bit of the paste out and puts it at each of the points of the star. It seems like a little bit better. He kind of jams the comb into the paste but it sets that straight in the middle of all this stuff. And then things start to kind of glow a little bit and not glow like visibly to people who maybe don't have arcane abilities but i think lola would definitely be able to see that there's like some goofiness going on with this and it's kind of giving off some odd looking motes of light and again it's like oh yeah okay so um what we can do is um do you still have that little carved ezra or did you yeah oh okay um so i'll take that uh and we're just going to place it kind of right here in the middle and see if I can, and he starts like moving his hands over it. And as he does, it's like, he's kind of shaping the light towards this little car figure. 
And by the time he's done, he's, he's basically pushed all of this light into this thing. And you can see that, like, when he picks it up, as he turns it around, like, the arm on this little Ezra stays pointed in the same direction, even as he turns it around. Very cool. It, like, yes. rotates around its body. So its arm is always pointing in one way. Mm. Heck, heck yeah. All right. Um, so that uh, that should be... I suppose enough. Uh, this should lead directly uh, to him. Um, presuming that, uh, you know, you didn't get too awful much. Uh, 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 I, I, th- there can be some ma- magical residue here or there from other things. So um, it might get mixed up here or there. But for, for the large part, it, it should it should get you mostly there. Well, we go to the big black pillar. And if it's pointing in that direction, we know we're good. There you go. Uh, I guess this is where, where we all part. Yes. What are we supposed to ask Moon Kevin? Uh, what happened to him and if he knows what's going on at all? Plus, you know, he's our friend, so we don't want him running away in some kind of dungeon somewhere. Well, to Oster. We're already at Oster. To where we are. Let's go. All right. Well, we'll 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 be we'll be taking off then. Um Oh, you guys aren't coming with? No, no don't. We we'll Actually, uh, you know, going to go talk, like I said earlier, to some contacts. I'll tell Ajaz that you were very helpful. Uh, uh, great, wonderful. Um, are you still you're still planning on making your way to go see the genie then? Oh yeah, after we do a murder, because we have to let him know we've paid our, our blood debt. <laughs> well, um, that that might not be the worst of all possible things um let's let's reconvene before we make any genie trips though because <laughs> there, there may be some things that that genie could could possibly help us with yeah like get all the relics with his genie powers well i don't know that it would be able to do that but it might be able to distribute them back where we want them to go without all of us having to figure out how we're going to get 13 people or i suppose 12 people uh to wield relics and take them where we want them. I guess that's why you're in charge. Check out the big brain on Garen. <laughs> Let's go find this pillar. And Ezra steps off the boat. Well, that would be quite a mind freak, you know, Chris Angel style, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, there's all these people that we all come into contact with in our lives, you know, the minor characters on the ancillary of our eyes, you know, in, the, in, a, in a peripheral vision, right? Um, and yet, to find out that so many of these uh, seemingly um, unimportant people in our lives might actually be very important, and in fact, might actually be the same person, well, I mean, really does a number on the old noggin. You know, boggles the mind. Yeah, but uh, what, what doesn't boggle the mind for these folks these days, you know? They found out so many fundamental truth that they knew were, were false were lies at, at this point you know you kind of roll with the punches i think to a certain extent i think they were happy that some of the people that they had met were not imposters you know um i apologize uh, for the acoustics of the uh, of, of the p- performance tonight it's it's just not quite the same out here on the alleyway and i think I think it's high time we um, we make our move. You know, let's uh, let's go on over. We'll sneak on over to the uh, the the uh, the Ram, and uh, we'll go around to the back door. Um, and we'll just uh, maybe we'll just sneak. Come on, let's follow, follow me this way. We'll just get across. Let's get across the street here. Right. So if we go down, just the back alleyway over here this way, fellas. Now, um, go. Well, you, you you all should go inside and then just uh, start making a, a lot of noise. Um, saying um, a, a bunch of things about what well, boys was so much better when Jasper was here, things like that. Don't be raucous, don't be rude, um, and flash a little of the cash. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
and just um, be quiet about it. You know, we gotta be very quiet. As we go through this um, luckily very silent beaded curtain that leads to the alleyway back here. Oh, now, someone's coming. I'll just, someone's coming. Yeah, no, I'll just carry I'll carry it out to the dump. We'll just leave it on the street. I'm sure no one wants this trash. Uh, just hide behind the, hide behind the dumpsters, guys. What? Hold on. Was someone out there? I'm just... Excuse me. Oh. Oh. Tallulah. Tallulah, is that you, my dear? No. Yeah, Jasper. No, it's still me. Yeah. My word. What... What, what are you doing here in Merkheim? I mean, you saw my name on the marquee there, hon. I saw nothing of the sort. I, I did see that there was a Tallulah Teak Fiddle that was uh, yeah, yeah. doing some... Yeah, that, that's me oh, now. You well, you didn't think stage. I'd keep spit whistle, did you? I mean, it it rolls off the tongue quite mm. nicely. I thought for a, as far as stage names go, Tallulah Spit Whistle would not have been a bad choice, but... Nah, I didn't put two Tallulah and two together. Spit Whistle was a bad choice, sort of from from toe to tip there. But it, I'm I think I'm a better teak fiddle, to be honest with you. All right, so um, so you're you're performing here now. Is that the is that the story? Oh, is that yeah. what I'm learning? Doing some barden, a little you know, a little freelance work. You're barding mm -hmm. now. That's that's adorable. Um, well, you. You know, I mean, I, I'm you never did much barding. I mean, it's not like it's a, you've got you've got a long history you of know, barding. Jasper, I'm just a natural entertainer at heart. I can really, mm. it's all about captivating a room, and I've been doing that since sort since you know I took took two feet, put them on the floor. You know, I've been just taking a little bit of a break. You know, just a breather. Um, you know, just do a little bit of busking. Yourself. You know, okay. Yeah, you know, you go out, do a little bit of open air theater once you in a while. What? It's really good for your soul. Maybe, maybe that is good for you. Maybe you should re really should find yourself out there on the streets. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna been up in the room, just really, just really doing some self care. You know, I've been having, having all my room, all my food sent up to my room, all the, all these drinks really just playing in the space because i really want to feel that bard lifestyle that i haven't experienced yet right 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 well that's that's a part of it it can be part of it um here it's a little tricky because they don't comp a lot of that stuff so i mean it does end up coming out of your pay or they send you a bill at the end of it all that uh, you know can kind of it can kind of get away from you so i mean oh well yeah i mean it's it's all fine you know one day i'm here the next day i'm i'm in Renfell, you know, it's it's real fly by the seat of your pants that you know, and tomorrow I'm thinking about picking up tarot, you know, doing a little fortune telling on the side. I'm really a woman of infinite talents. I, uh, you know, it, it, it's nice to, I suppose, see you uh, to a certain extent. Um, yeah. You didn't have to. You didn't have to really come all the way out to Merkheim just to visit. I mean, you could have sent a sent a message or something, mm. or maybe a letter. Um, one of your one of your winged cousins. You know, any all of right. The... Well, you know, you don't you don't have to talk about Peter's sort of sort of growth that he's got. I wouldn't say it constitutes a wing if you can't fly with it. Well, okay. Well, I have some stories to tell you about the brute force. Then I thought you—I uh, I told you all about those, uh, those lovely rapscallions. Lola was a harpy, you see. Oh yeah. And, uh, okay. Well, I, you know, I really have do have wings. to go. I really do have to go. You know. Oh yeah. No, I do as well. I, I actually I have a date tonight. I have to go over to Sully's. Um, 
not the one that you know about that's you know right there oh, down at the end of the street not that there's Sully's? a there's a no there's a there's a there's a different Sully's um it's it's kind of a it's kind of a pop-up kind of a restaurant establishment okay um, they, new to they don't really advertise there yeah, they don't really advertise it it's really kind of on the hush hush that's narratively convenient there yeah, so anyway, I have to go there. I've got dinner for two tonight, a hot date, and so I, 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 I must, uh, I must away at once. Um, you know, do, do, think about, um, you know, how wonderful so many other places in uh, in your earth can be. Because I, you know, I know you're getting bored of good old Merkheim already. Um, well, you know, I, I, well, I have been thinking about checking out Nanusha. Yeah, if you do manage to make it down there, get yourself, do, do yourself a favor, mm -hmm. get yourself a fried scorpion on a stick. Now, I know that sounds a little bit, a little bit weird, right? It sounds right? crunchy is what it sounds like. Now, surprisingly enough, it is very crunchy. So think about <laughs> it. Right. Think about it. All right. All right. Well, it was nice catching up uh, to a certain extent. And I, uh, uh, boy, you know. I might never see you again. It's entirely possible Most the next likely, time I come through here, I, yeah. you won't even be here. And oh gosh, I just I feel the winds of change calling me, sort of now that we've get met back up, and I I might make myself scarce. You know, it's just oh god, Stephen, what was that? Sorry, he's calling me. I'm so sorry, there, Jasper. I'll see you later, hun. Uh, Stephen does do that a lot. I don't even know who I'm talking to anymore. They all went inside. Well. I guess I should get over to Sully's and get my... Oh, that was a lie, too. Shit. Well, it looks like she threw out half a can of beans, so... I guess I'll eat that now. Why are you still following me around and playing behind me? It doesn't make any sense. There's no one here to listen to my stories anymore. Just in the song. for joining us. Hey Carly. Hi John. How you doing? I'm good. I'm feeling fantastic and jazzed and it is not late at night and I haven't had a very long day and I'm so excited about everything in life. That sounds good. Me too. It's definitely not <laughs> 20 past four in the morning. No, you don't. You're not on UK time and I wasn't an hour late to today's recording. So we're all good. This is my penance. I had to do the outro because I made everyone exceedingly late. So, <laughs> bad on me. <laughs> but you know what is is good on me and also the rest of the Geekly Inc. community? Uh, we had a super, super successful Geekly Inc. charity stream this year. John, please tell me about it. We did. We had uh, 24 hours of various people playing various games. And it was super fun. We played Paranoia one night, and it will be going up on YouTube if you go to youtube.com slash geeklyinc. You'll be able to catch all the charity stream uh, video on demand. Not there. So, Carly, how many Geekly Inc. podcast hosts does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, too many of us. All of the games will be going up on YouTube at some point. We had the Neo Scum guys come on. Uh, we had S House podcast network we had drop the die christopher bedell from greater than games came and did a game of his sentinels of the multiverse game for the DD folks and we had a bunch of geekly hosts and it was already good but the best thing is that we reached our goal our goal was ten thousand dollars 
and when we had, I think it was an hour left, and we were eight thousand and something dollars, we made two thousand dollars in the last hour. Brought it so hard and pushed us past the goal, and we are so thankful to the community. Thank you so much. Uh, we raised over ten thousand dollars for the Trevor Project, which is a charity that we strongly believe in that helps at-risk LGBTQ plus youth. Yeah, at the time of this recording, uh, we're at $10,266. Yay, thank you so much, everyone. We appreciate you all. If you missed the stream and you do still want to donate, the donation page is actually going to be up for the rest of the year. So uh, you can go to geekyunk.com slash Trevor and you can donate there. Talking about how awesome our community is, guess what is only two and a half months away, John? Uh, your birthday. Uh, if... By my birthday, you mean the day that I run around like a chicken with my head cut off. That's exactly it's, what it is. Oh, good. It's, it's my favorite time of year, the time where I get very stressed, i.e. it's GeeklyCon 2019. Hey. That's going to be in Columbus, Ohio from July 18th to the 21st. You can go to geeklycon.com to get tickets. We have premium tickets are going to be cut off on May 15th, but you can still get standard tickets uh, after that. Yeah, uh, if you want to get your premium tickets, I would suggest it because there's some real nice premium swag this year. Yeah, I just, um, I'm working with an artist uh, designing the sweater that's going in. Uh, it's looking real rad, guys. We're going to debut the design fairly soon. Uh, so yeah, be sure to come and join us. Uh, we'll be doing a live performance of some kind and you'll be able to catch the amazing Geekling community, play some board games, go to panels, go to live shows and a party. It's uh, one of the most amazing events, I think, maybe in North America. And sure. uh, everyone has been super amazing. John's coming all the way from the UK, guys. You can you can drive a couple hours to get to Columbus. You can <laughs> pat my head if you want to. Yeah, well, you heard it here, straight from the skull's mouth. You can pat John's head. So come on over to GeeklyCon. Also, don't make eye contact with Pat. No, trust us. Just trust us on this, okay? Just just ignore him, honestly. It's all for the best. John, I hear that we have some reviews to read. Yes, we have one by ERT3593. It says, Incredible story with incredible laughs. I love the story that's woven by Adam, Carly, John and Pat. Ray is a wonderful addition. And even though I wasn't sure about Cammy at first, I love her to bits and pieces now. This is one of the best tabletop RPG podcasts around. Aw, nice. I mean, I'm not super crazy how people are always calling Ray out and giving her compliments. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. We've got another five-star review from Canadian iTunes, and this is by myself, 737373. Jasper does a wonderful job telling the story of how his friends slight him at every turn and take all the glory for themselves. Very funny. <laughs> Love the collective storytelling. Well, thank you so much. I don't know if I agree that Jasper is wonderful. I would say maybe <laughs> talk about Lola more. Uh, you had your time in the sun last week. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Uh, it really helps out the podcast if you leave us a five-star review in there. It really will help us get visibility and help people find the show. Yeah, if you want to speak to us, you can get us at BruteForceCast. I'm... You can... You go. <laughs> After you. No. <laughs> God, you go. You're 
Do we got a fucking Brit and a Canadian vying for who can be most polite? <laughs> you can find the Adam. I fuck. You can find Adam Bash at the Adam Bash. Find Pat at Pat under. No, I said it wrong. Damn it. Oh no! Oh. Find Pat at Patrick underscore Rankin. You can find Ray at MR Unladylike. You can find me at Animated Me with the E Sisters. You can find me at Nuta with a Z Nazi. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye, you later. Bye. Hey, since we have a second since Adam gave us this moment, my thing, Pat, is that Ezra just got his dick. So if he's already, like, in... We've been busy, and he found time to sneak off to buy a puzzle box and then jerk off in a bunch of socks and then hide the socks in the puzzle box. That's not what he's doing. They're just collectibles. (laughs) They're not masturbatory. Why would you hide non-cum socks? I don't know. I think it's worse that they're just collectibles. He, He never has been able to find socks that fit his weird club foot, so he's always on the lookout for a sock that will fit because Ruth didn't give him a human foot. He has frying pan feet. So he's always on the lookout. And these are all socks that he's tried on. These are new socks. These aren't weird fucking dirty clothes socks that he's been like a panty raid but only for socks. These are just like they're in your Walmart and he's like, well, these might fit. And then he tries them all and to hide his shame, he stuffs them in uh, in his puzzle Throw box. in the garbage! Pat, I love you. Never change. But what the... <laughs> Your brain is a precious gift. (laughs) Oh, God.